Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So before I get into the message today, I'm talking about um, how poisonous having a critical spirit is. You know, and sometimes we do it and... Um, we almost don't even know we're doing it because we feel like it's just such normal talk to us, but it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And we really have to work hard at not having a critical spirit. It puts us into a state of sinning. Um, it's destructive to ourselves. Uh, it breaks down and tear down. It tears down other people, other believers. So it, it it's definitely a nasty thing. And so I wanted to talk about it today because I feel like even more. I mean, it's always been around since the beginning of time, but it's like even more and more I'm around people. And it, it's either this generation, you know, so what social media has done for people, to people. Um, but it is, it's very divisive and it's dangerous. And it's something that um, it, it's just, it will destroy your life, uh, having a critical spirit. Um, and so we're going to be talking about that today because uh, I just come across it so much. And not even that I don't even do it. I have to work hard at doing it too because, you know, you get somewhere and if it's not up to your liking or standards or this and that, and then you just realize how different uh, people are, situations, and you really have to adjust that. You really have to step out of that and literally <laughs> walk the way Jesus did and um, not have a critical spirit because then you, you know, you get in that fine line with judging, you know, yeah, we're not supposed to judge people that way. Uh, there are things you do judge as the Bible says, you know, if a fellow believer is sinning and, you know, doing certain things, yeah, you want to bring it up to them and say, hey, red flag about your life, uh, but not in a way where it's putting down as far as, uh, belittling them, talking about them behind their back, constantly tearing them down somehow instead of building them up. Because, you know, when I get into this in a second, there is a difference between a critical spirit and um, uh, constructive criticism. You know, sometimes we either try to intermingle those or we think we're doing it, but it's actually out of a critical spirit. So, um, Michelle, the hoodies... The hoodies run kind of basic, so I, I, I'm wearing a, a small. I, I'm wearing a small, and it's, you know, I still am baggy and, and doing good. So, uh, but it's always exchangeable. If, if you get one and it's just not the right size, we are happy to make it right for you. You are not stuck with it. Um, okay, so before we get started, two things today. One, it's Wednesday. So that means for our kids, our Miracle Word kids, we are starting... Uh, Esther today, we decided that we are going to take um, the next couple of months and we're going over a character uh, series. We're doing character series. So Alex and Maddie have gone through the Bible and they have chosen some characters that really stuck out to them. And they're going to be talking about why they like these characters, why it's important. So you can get it free at MiracleWordKids.com. Or if you have our app, grab our app. Miracle Word is free on any of Android iPhone devices. If you're new to listening uh, to the broadcast, get it. It's free. And everything we have on there, you can watch live services. You have 24-7 preaching. That's a radio. And you can just play preaching um, from our services. We also have a way to watch all of our YouTube videos. So if you miss any of the broadcasts, you know, we've got broadcasts going Monday through Friday every morning. We have Wednesday and Friday at 2 p.m. that I do. Uh, we've got things going on all the time. And that way, if you have the app, you're constantly in touch, in the know of what's uh, going on. Uh, so we have the character series that we're doing. Alex and Maddie are going to go through and teach your kids about a point and a, and, and a behavior, uh, something that they've uh, been attracted to from the story. Last week, uh, they did uh, Daniel. And with Daniel, most of, you know, you learn about the 
lion's den story, which is a powerful, miraculous story. Uh, except uh, Alex and Maddie brought out the point of his faithfulness to God by continuing to pray and being faithful uh, to his their Savior versus, uh, you know, uh, being embarrassed about him. Uh, what what laws say you can't do, you're still going to do because we obey our Heavenly Father versus uh, man any day. So that was their take on that. This week they're talking about Esther and Maddie had just, and we all went to go see lights and sound, Maddie? Sight, Sight and sound. I'm telling you, she's going <laughs> to, she's going to toss something at me next time. But we went and took the kids to see Esther and it was, hey, Caitlin, it was so good um, and so uh, such a phenomenal story. And so Maddie talks about her trip to see that play and what she what she got out of Esther, what she thought was uh, so wonderful about her. And then we have a Bible study, a free Bible study for your kids that goes along with it. Um, and then my next announcement uh, in a second. Uh, I am going to uh, play a short video for you. We have now started uh, back at the end of 2019. The Lord really pressed upon my heart um, to get something going for youth and young adults. He really spoke to me and there was a gap. You know, we got Miracle Word Kids. Uh, the younger kids are attracted to that. And I, I love uh, blessing the younger kids. I love having stuff for them. I write everything that, that we put out for them. And I'm a big, big, uh, got my hand in that big time. And I love the kids knowing about Jesus and knowing it on a great level, not just a basic level, not just Jesus loves you. Why does he love you? Or, you know, Jesus heals. Okay, that's great. No, we're going to dig into why he heals. What does he heal? Does he heal everybody? Uh, you know, so we're, we like to take topics and, and get a little bit deeper into it for your kids. Uh, but we got something for the adults. And, and I know that, that young, young adults and youth listen to Ted and I all the time. But I really felt strongly that we needed to start. And this is only the beginning, guys. I mean, literally... Uh, Miracle Word Kids started out with a reading plan every month and it, it just grew. It grew now videos and Bible studies and, and merch and all different things that we're putting out. So I know this is only the beginning. Uh, so it's just going to go up from here because it only goes up from where you start. And uh, so we are starting uh, the next gen, last gen, sorry, last gen podcast Check this out. What's up, everybody? It's Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I'm here with my nephew, Alex. We're getting ready to do something we've never done. We're launching a brand new podcast that's exclusively for students. It's called The Last Gen Podcast. It's for students because students are dealing with issues that really others may not be dealing with, but they need fuel for their Christian life. That's right. You need a place where you can get on fire for God and stay on fire in this culture of wickedness and that's what we're going to be doing we're going to be teaching you how to know what you believe and why you believe it how to stay on fire and how to deal with those issues of life absolutely and if you want to know more you want to get connected to the podcast and subscribe go to the website on the screen miracleword.com forward slash last gen or you can search Last Gen Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe, share it with somebody. It's going to help this generation do what God's called them to do. That is so awesome. I'm so excited about this. So today, today was our first episode that dropped um, uh, that dropped out on the podcast and it's, it's all up. Why does my phone, my phone doesn't freeze up any other part of the day. And then here we go when I'm trying to like look for a title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the new podcast, as you see here, you can find it. Um, Alex is going to be doing a lot of the podcast. We're going to have um, other young ministers. We've got uh, Preston Shuttlesworth that's going to be participating in this. And we're going to get on fire, um, Holy Ghost, men and women speaking to this uh, young adult and youth generation. 
We are not going to have this gap. We're not going to be teaching little kids all about Jesus. And then when they get, you know, 13, 14 and higher, and that's it. They've heard it. So I hope they remember these Bible stories. Nope. Now is the time that they're older and where they're going to get imparted the word of God on a deeper level. They're going to have a revelation of it. When you have revelation of the word, what comes next? You're going to have manifestation of the word of God. And so I, I know that this is going to be something so uh, great and so big for students and young adults because this is it. This generation needs to know why they believe what they believe. So many can tell you why they don't believe something, but they can't tell you why they believe in healing, why they believe in salvation, why they believe in the fire, why they believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And these are topics that are going to be coming out um, to your to your children. They're going to be coming out. Uh, uh, Ted's going to be doing some. I'm going to jump on there and do some for the ladies, for the girls. Um you know, dealing with topics that they have to deal with in schools, you know, self-worth, uh, you know, different things based on their their age. So I'm going to be jumping on there, but, you know, it's going to be wonderful. We'll be releasing stuff every week for them. So keep your eye out, but make sure um, make sure that you guys subscribe just like you would on any of the podcasts, because then when we drop one, you know, you know, you don't have to be asking or are thinking if it's there, you know, your phone notifies you when you when you subscribe to podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to the last gen podcast. And um, today a new episode went out uh, by Alex and it's three things that are going to set you apart in the last days. Um, so Maddie, put that, put that lower third one more time on there, just for anyone who's watching, make sure you get your, anyone, youth group, people, you know, young adults, youth students, get them involved in our new, um, section of Miracle Word Ministries that we're doing called the last gen. And, um, it's three things that are going to set you apart in the last days. And let me tell you, we are here in the last days. And so we need to know how to be set apart. How are our kids going to look different? How are your kids going to be a light in a dark place? Okay. It's not just wearing a, what would Jesus do t-shirt? It's not just wearing a cool Christian bracelet. It's not even wearing a sweatshirt that says victory tribe or not today, Satan. It's more than a t-shirt and a hoodie. Our children need to know what they believe, why they believe it, and how to act upon it and build a foundation. Build a foundation. Because we know that a foundation that's built on a rock, it can't be moved. Built on sinking sand, hey, when times get rough, when the pressure gets on and you're squeezed, what's going to happen? Crumble, sink, not going to have any backbone, but not your kids and not my kids. I'm telling you right now, I have made a vow to God. I look around at, at other things going on and I look around at other kids, you know, and I'm like, no way at all. Okay. So I know you parents think the same thing. No way at all. Our kids will be different. If it's the only thing, if it's the only thing that I have to do and focus on, th then that's exactly what's going to be. And they aren't going to be like a lot of the people I'm around and they're not going to be uh, wishy-washy. They're going to have a backbone and, and they're going to know, they're going to know the word of God. So get your youth, young adults, get students involved in that. Spread the word, share it, get it out there and um, be a part of that. So today we're getting into uh, the poison. What, what, what is the result of a poisonous, critical spirit? Okay, we have all been there. Almost every day we have to work on that. I mean, I do. Uh, maybe you guys are a lot more spiritual. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but every day I have to work on it because it's something that can slip into your mouthpiece and um, it's very, very divisive. It's very dangerous. It's very, it, 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 it 
takes you from the inside out. It, it, it's destructive. It's destructive to you. And, and if you're going to have a critical spirit, uh, you are going to end up sinning. There's, there's no doubt about it. You, you know, that it causes sin. It is sin. It is sin. So it's going to cause sin. Um, and that's something that we don't have to do. I know that's not a popular message. I know uh, people are like, you know, you, you always sin every day. You always sin. But um, no, you can live a sin-free life. Yes, you mess up. The grace of God, there is forgiveness. But I don't need to, um, I, I don't need to sin every day. Don't we get to the point where like we're trying to be more like Jesus and get closer to Jesus and, and represent him? You get kind of get to the point where it's like, you know, you've grown in an area, so you've got to be in control of that area. Um, yeah, Liz says, I check myself every day. I have a lot of work ahead. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And you're right. Liz, I have to check myself every day because the natural world, your flesh rises up, you know. And so and I always make a point because, um, you know, and with my kids being around, I make sure like I don't I, I don't want to have that critical spirit. And then it falls to them. We have to remember we are sponges. Our kids are sponges and they're copying everything that we do. So that in itself should cause you to <laughs> really pay attention because you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't want them to do this. So when parents always think that, I'm always like, but are, but are you not doing it? If you're doing it, then they're going to end up doing it. So a critical spirit hurts other people. It's sinful. And it's a destruction to yourself. Um, what is a critical spirit? It's an obsessive attitude of criticism and fault finding. That's right, Liz. The flesh can be mean. That's right. The flesh can be mean. It's very, it, 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 it's something that we have to have control of. And so a critical spirit is an obsessive attitude of criticism and fault finding. You know, we get places and I don't like the way that person talked and I don't like the way that person looked and couldn't they do it better this way? And, and you know, people sit in uh, church and, you know, well, I, I don't like the way he did that. And, you know, then, then it leads to offense. And I don't like the way uh, this was operated. And why did, they have to, why, why did they have to use that word all the time? I mean, like, couldn't they find another word besides community? It really annoyed me that they were always using that word. You know, and so, it, and, and when you come in and you become critiquing every little thing, you'll talk yourself out of the blessings of God and you'll talk yourself out of that place. You'll talk yourself out of that place. No place is ever going to be good enough for you. People do that with church. They say, you know, but let me tell you, one, there's not a perfect one, but, but where you go is life or death. So do they preach the gospel? Are they winning the loss? Is there life there and growth? Are they, are they, you know, taking care of the poor and widows? Like, are they giving that way? Is it a church where they lay hands on the sick? Is it a church where they, you know, the speak in tongues, those are the things that matter. If there's something you don't like as far as uh, the way, they, you know, they have a, they have a uh, projector screen versus an LED screen or little things like that, that's how you can get a seed that is not good. That's how you can get a, a root that's going to... That's right, Liz, save and save winning souls and outreach. You know, you got to go to a church where there is the operation of what Jesus would do. Everyone wants to wear the what would Jesus do shirt and bracelet and everything when it became so popular that everyone felt so bold. And, you know, I'm wearing this out in public. Everyone's going to ask, what does WWJD mean? But then it's like, you know, your church has to be doing what would Jesus do? Well, what, what, what did Jesus do? Think of it that way. And then that's how we should be operating. Same with your workplace. You're coming in and I don't like this. I don't like that. I, I, you know, I, I don't think it should be done this way. And, 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 and I don't think it should be done here. And, and we get into that. Everything has to be what we think. And so you have to realize there's a difference with the next thing I'm going to bring up is constructive criticism. Constructive criticism 
is, and I wrote down, it's something you do, you express it in love, right? Constructive criticism, by the time you're done with it, you're speaking with someone on it, you, and this is the difference with the critical spirit and constructive criticism too, is you do it to the person. You do it out in the open. You, you know, critical spirit is always done behind someone's back. Critical spirit is always done, it's gossip, right? So there's gossip, there's stuff, there's rumors that said, you don't even know if that person even did it. It's like hearsay. You weren't even around. Like you're, it's like the telephone game. It gets dangerous. You hear it from somebody, it changes a little bit. Then, you know, you said it to somebody and it's changed a little bit. Now they're dragging it on to somebody and it's changed a little bit. It's like telephone game. By the time you're done and it gets to the fifth person, the story is completely different <laughs> than the way it started. So that's the kind of stuff we have to shut down in our life. And girls are famous for it. Gossip, gossip, gossip. Let's go out with um, our friends and we're going to sit around and we're going to eat dinner and we're going to talk about so-and-so and we're going to talk about our husbands and we're going to criticize our life and we're going to criticize, you know, can your guy uh, hang pictures on the wall? No, my husband can't. He's, he doesn't know how to hold a tool. I mean, and, and, and that's, that's critical spirit. You're talking about your husband, which no, you never should do to somebody. Never should do. It's one thing if like you're asking for advice on something to make what you're doing better, asking for prayer, but to make him look like an idiot is absolutely wrong. Wrong on the highest level. Not every, you know, I, I had to learn that when I got married. Okay, I came from um, a dad who's very, and you guys see my Instagram who follows me, like he teaches me so much stuff. Like I, know, I can install lots of things and fix lots of things. And I'm, it's kind of the joke around the house. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the one who has the tools. It's kind of the joke that's like uh, when, my, when my dad goes on to be in heaven, which is never going to happen, not because he's not saved. It's like he's going in the rapture with me. I'm never letting my dad uh, pass before me. Uh, but it's always like a joke that like he, his tools, because he has so many, he's always been a Mr. Fix-It guy. He's always had a job where it's it's labor and, and he knows how to build and literally fix anything. And um, that I, I'm going to inherit his, his tools and stuff because um, I've just taken that on. I, I like it. I, you know, it's not, I just like it. I don't know why. And um, so when I got married to Ted, I, I could have, and at first, had a critical spirit. Here's an example that we battle. This is something I know, and I think men should all be ones to hang something on the wall, paint, put a nail in, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hang a fan, uh, you know, and if, and if it doesn't go up to something we know, we're not willing to stop for a second and think and look outside of the box. So like I could still be harping on Ted and we could have fights. We've been married for 16 years. And if I didn't just let my guard down and open up to the word of God and realize I'm going to have to lay down this critical spirit of all men are supposed to know how to mow the grass. And it's not that Ted didn't. It's just he doesn't he didn't care to. OK, so there's a difference. My dad actually enjoyed it. Ted negative. He absolutely hates it. <laughs> so instead of having a critical spirit and putting down my husband to everybody because he doesn't like, it's not that he doesn't know how, and even if he didn't know how to mow the yard to put him down and we hired somebody. These are adjustments. We have to overcome our flesh. We have to overcome the things that we just naturally know. So that's just an example of a critical spirit that I could have had and still had and planted a nasty seed and grew a nasty root in my marriage if I didn't let that go and just think, 
there's other ways. Why do I have to make this a fight? Why do I have to think down on my husband because he doesn't like to or want to or know how to do something that I think should because that's what I've seen my dad do. But you know what? There's a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff that my dad doesn't know how to do that Ted knows how to do. So now I could be critical the other way and put down my dad and think he's stupid and think he's this and incapable. And so we have to cut out that critical spirit and know things are going to be done different ways. And it might not be something we're used to a certain way, but things are going to be done a different way. And we've got to learn to let that control factor go. A lot of things are uh, done in control. We think we're in control, but really it's an out of control thing. Um, see, Janine said, well, some women hire housekeepers and that, and that's true. And so here we go. What is the first thing? What, I mean, you guys are thinking it right now because I know you, I use the force. No. <laughs> what are we thinking right now? Some women hire housekeepers. Oh, they're, they, they uh, can't afford it. Oh, what are they too good? They got to sit around. They, they need someone else to clean their house. It, it's something in our minds. And it is, it can be a poison, a poison, a poison because it gets in our heart. And what do we know the Bible says? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're somebody who battles having a critical spirit and always you're not happy for people. You get jealous easily of people. It's a heart issue and we've got to work on our heart. And so constructive criticism expressed in love to build up. We're not tearing down. We don't tear down. It's always expressed face to face and never behind someone's back. So there's a difference. People always wonder, what's the difference in being critical? What's the difference in constructive criticism? You know, when, when I go to speak and different things over the past where I've been learning to do things as God's opened doors for me, you know, I would go to Ted and I'd say, listen, I want, don't tell me I'm amazing at everything. Just tell me, I want you to tell me different things. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be better. And we got to take that constructive criticism because he told me things that needed to be fixed. And so either I could have taken it, he could have presented it uh, critical and I was no good and I, he wasn't building me up. And it was just, just hang it up, Carolyn. You're no good at this. It was like, no, this is what could be done better. So let's work on this. Let's improve this. This is how you can do this. And I took it with my guard down knowing, hey, listen, I'm trying to be brought up here. I'm trying to go to a new level. And if you remain teachable, then you can take that uh, constructive criticism that's a building mechanism and you can grow up from there. But, we're, but, a, but a critical spirit coming at somebody critical going behind their back is only going to tear them down. It's only going to cause a rift in your friendship. It's only going to cause a turmoil in your life and it plants really bad seeds. So if you go with me to Matthew 7, 2 through 5, it says... For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. So with the judgment you pronounce, the same judgment that you give, you will be judged is what it's saying. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. And it goes on to the speck in your brother's eye. Notice the log in yours. You know, we, we've all heard that before. And so it's the same thing. You know, you've got, uh, verses on seed time and harvest with finances. Here's a verse on seed time and harvest of being critical. Um, seed time and harvest on being critical. If that's what you're going to sow. You know, there's people that are just uh, so kind, uh, always loving. It, it's hard to criticize them, right? You guys go to pause. You guys go to think and be like, 
or you never even mess with the people. It's because anytime everything's a seed, everything you're going to get a harvest on. So if you're somebody who's constantly going in, constantly saying something can just be better. It's not that things can't be better. That's why you have to work from the point of constructive criticism versus a critical spirit. Because a critical spirit, nothing's ever going to be good enough. You're going to find fault in the next stage. You're going to find fault in the next level. You're going to find fault, you know, and, and it's very, it, and I say this because it stems from it. It's very demonic. It is. It's very demonic. I'm not using that word as like something super spiritual that way, but it is very demonic because think about it. Yes, at the beginning of time when, when Satan was an angel uh, up in heaven, you know, yes, pride set in and I want to be greater than the most high God and I can be like him and this and that. But that is, it all comes from, it's like under the same umbrella. It's, it's criticizing, it's pride. Cause you're thinking that's, that's something I can do better. I don't like the way they did that in that, in that class. I don't like the way they, she, she wore that. I could do that better and pride sets in. And for the demonic aspect of it is that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. Pride thinking that he could be better than God or, or equal, equal to him, the same power, wanting that. Criticizing, saying like, obviously if he thought that he could be better than God, he didn't think God was doing something right, right? So it, it branches from the same thing. So I, a critical spirit is to me a demonic aspect because it's not the behavior of our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father goes out of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, love, where it, it talks about love. That's right, Renee, he's a deceiver. And so it, it reminded me when I was thinking of a critical spirit, it reminded me of when Satan was kicked out of heaven. Like the story just like popped in my head because I was thinking, you know what? That's true. When he thought I was going to be better than God, like the most high God, have the same power, all of that stems, you know, and, and, and it gets to be an, an offense, being offended. Oh my gosh. All of it knocks you out of the blessings of God. All of it knocks you out of getting your prayers answered. All of it knocks you out of the goodness of living a, a godly life the way our heavenly father wants us to. So a critical spirit's never pleased. It's never pleased. Critical spirit finds disappointment, like I said, towards everything. And I'm bringing these things out because when you really start to think, shoot, do I act that way? You know, I have to think that way all the time because I've gotten that way. You know, you can get around people and you think it's just talk. But after a while, like I start feeling yeeks, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to criticize uh, uh, how they do this. I don't need to, this, this, that's the way God wants them to do that. This is the way God wants me to handle things. And that's when you have to realize that it's got to be a separation of your thought like that. Um, a critical spirit finds disappointment towards everything. It is the opposite of what I brought up. First Corinthians 13. It talks about what love is in that chapter. Critical spirit arrogantly judges. Like I said, I could do that better. So, so when I started reading and listing all these things, it, it really made me think of the demonic of Satan when he got kicked out of heaven. Um, a critical spirit is easily provoked. Nobody is walking around in joy with a critical spirit. Nobody that has a critical spirit walks around with a smile on their face. They look like a lemon. They look sour and upset. So you can't have both. You can't be walking in joy, walking in the fruit of the spirit, nine of them, and they're not a choice. And there's something every day we all have to work on. Every day, I'm asking the Lord for help in a certain area. Lord, I feel like today I need more help and patience than I need in love. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I need help in all of them, but sometimes one of the nine seem to stick out a little more in my head. 
<laughs> maybe that's just me. But I always tell my kids, I'm like, listen, if there's one of them that you need the Lord to help you with for that day, ask him. If you're like finding yourself constantly annoyed throughout the day at anything or somebody, all right, so patience, you need patience. So it's like, Lord, I'm stopping right this second. Help me with patience. Um, and so a critical spirit accounts for every wrong. Every, everything's wrong. Nothing's going to be right. And we can get this. So like tomorrow, when you're, when you're going throughout your day, take an extra second to really think about when you're going somewhere. You know, we can go to church. We can go to our work. We can go to someone's house. See what's coming out of your mouth. See what's coming to your thoughts. Take a second. See what's going to get ready to come out of your mouth. See what's coming to your thoughts. Because, you know, it says in um, Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence. So to keep it, protect it, guard it, uh, be careful what's put into it. Because it says that for out of it are the issues of life. So it is a heart issue. It's a hundred percent. It's a heart issue. If something is not going right in your heart, if, you know, I did a broadcast uh, probably a few months ago and you guys can find it uh, called Spring Clean Your Heart because there's some things we got to clean out of our heart. We got to make room for the good and we got to clean out the junk. And so it was like a checklist that I did. So if that's something you want to go back and listen to, I believe it's called Spring Clean Your Heart and you can find it the episodes on any of the podcast ave uh, avenues that we have. And it's, it's dealing with what's inside is going to come out. So Proverbs 4.23 talks about out of your heart are the issues of life. So if you're somebody who's constantly harping on something, never pleased, always saying something could be better. And you know, it, it's, it's this generation. It's the constant comparison. It's the constant, I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to be uh, better than you. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And it turns into uh, maintaining a critical spirit. It turns into maintaining uh, maintaining that. And it becomes a way of life for you. And then you got to catch yourself because you're, you're often finding things wrong, finding a fault in something at all times. It says in Ephesians 4.29, I'm reading out of the ESV I put down, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. If, if, if you just can't say anything nice, we all know, don't say it at all, right? We all grew up with that. If you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. And man, that is hard. It's hard for people. It's hard for women. We like to give our two cents worth. We like to let me tell you something. And that's something I've really had to work on um, in the last, uh, I'd say, few years. And, it, and, and it really, as you spend more time in the word and prayer, it becomes a distaste in your mouth to be like that because you want to be pleasing to our Savior. You want to be pleasing uh, to our Heavenly Father. You want our, our kind words. You want our building up, our encouragement to help everybody. That's the one thing, you know, and, and sometimes I'll go out of my way and I'm not lying, but I'm not going to let an offense, I'm not going to let something um, get in the way of receiving from God. And so sometimes, even if I don't feel like it, the other person might be doing something really good. And I'm like, man, they stole my idea. Like how many times have we said that about something or this and that? I'm always like, that's a really, that's a great idea. That's a really good job. And it's not that I don't mean it. It's just maybe in that moment, I was like, I don't really feel like saying this. But you know what? You got to say it. It's got to be something that we walk in love and walk and say to fellow 
believers and fellow people. How, how, how can somebody want to know our Jesus if we're not even representing him well? All they hear is us talking bad about people or, or, or criticizing or, or tearing down. We need to be people who build up. We're builders. We're builders. Our hands are builders. Our mouth is builder. We have to build people up. We build ourselves up. The Bible says when we pray in the spirit, we build up our most holy faith. It constantly have to be building up. We're building up our faith. We're building up our, our walk. We're building up our prayer life. You want to go higher in the things of God? You got to be a builder. You got to be a builder. And we have to build each other up. We have to. And um, in Colossians 3.13, I love this verse and I use it so much. And it's a constant reminder to me to make room for each other's faults. It, it literally tells us in the word of God to make room. We have to make room for people. We have to make room for people to know they're going to mess up, to know that they're not going to do everything the way we think things should be done or everything the way we want them done. You know, so we have to make room for allowances of other people's mess ups. And when you do that, your critical spirit, your critical spirit starts getting away. It starts your spirit, man, like Paul's mentioned, it's constantly we're warring, spirit and flesh warring. And your spirit man has to win. You've got to build your spirit man up so he's the bigger bully. So he's the bigger one that's pushing down our flesh. So just think the next time, the next time that you go um, to say something about a situation, the next time you're sitting in your church, the next time you're sitting at your job and you're looking around and you're like, you know, it, it's like one thing if the the preacher had like has zero anointing and you're like, holy cow, like you notice that because that's something that they need to, <laughs> to get from God. Um, but if it's just like, oh my gosh, like he would wear that. Oh, these lights right now on the platform who the heck would choose this color? This is so tacky. That kind of stuff, the little things. We always talk about the little foxes spoil. The little, the little things. It's always the little things that are going to spoil things in our life. Just stop. Let it go. And you're not going to criticize about it. Might not be the way you would do it. Might not be what you would choose. But you're going to have a different approach about it. It's going to Roll off your back. Who cares? Because a critical spirit will cause you to sin. A critical spirit will cause destruction in your life. And you're going to be known as a gossiper. You're going to be known as someone that nobody wants to go to for any kind of building or uplifting. You're, you're not going to be known to go to for prayer and standing in faith. Because that's not what you're going to be known for. You're going to be known for someone who's always judging and gossiping and running their mouth. And doing everything the opposite that represents our Heavenly Father. So today as I pray for you, I want you to think about that. Think about, man, have I, have I like, you know, have I not been uplifting other moms? Have I been tearing down other things that my friends are doing? Am I looking at people through a, a glasses of, of a critical spirit versus uh, glasses of, you know, if I need to talk to someone on constructive criticism? It's something we've all had to work on and do and the heavenly our heavenly father and the holy spirit they're here to help us and to be the best us the best you that you can be each and every day for our own personal lives to benefit for our spouse to benefit from for our kids to benefit from and for um the people around us our friends and the people of this world to benefit from we need to uh be a benefit to others, not somebody that's got the sledgehammer of life to tear them down. Do you know that the world is so hard out there? The world's so hard. The world is one big critical, everything you do is wrong, you're never gonna get better. Everything in this world, everything in this world criticizes you and tears you down. 
This world's not, this world isn't set up for you to live by faith. This world is set up for you to be destroyed because one, we're not of this world. Yeah, God made it, but we're from a different kingdom. So if we operate based on how the world operates, it's only going to bring destruction into our lives. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person that's watching today, listening to this on the replay. Lord, touch our hearts. Touch our hearts, Lord. So it is a heart turned and pure towards you. That what flows out of it, it says the issues of life, that what flows out of our heart is love and joy and peace and patience. That what flows out of our heart is building others up. It's faith. It's kind words. Father God, let it be a strength to others. Let what we have to say, keep our mouth pure. Keep what we say pure before you, Lord. That it's an edification to your holy name. That as we walk this earth, we only have benefits, Lord, to others. That is something where it draws them to Christ. That draws them to want to know you. We're going to work on, Lord, uh, the things that we think, the things that we say, uh, and, and what is poured into our own ears, what we're going to allow. If, if, we're hearing, if we're hearing a critical spirit things, if we're hearing, hearing uh, corrupt talk, if we're hearing things that shouldn't be uh, put into our ears, we're going to we destroy them now. We, we're taking them out. We're not letting that uh, seed uh, build a root into our thoughts and into our hearts. Because, Father God, you've made us, You've made us uh, victorious. You've made us anointed uh, beings on this earth. And we're going to operate in the power, the power that you've given to us and, and walk in love. Lord, you've shown us the greatest example of love. You've shown us through the hardest times what love looks like. And no one has experienced as hard times as you've had, Lord. So help us, help us in our love walk. Help us that we will not have a divisive, critical spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. And that's what it's going to be for us. It's going to be working on our love, working on our self-control, working on how we say things and think things. And it's a work. I'm telling you, it's a work in progress because people whew, right now out there in the world, they'll test my every last patience that I have. And I have to work on it. I have to work on it. And I had a situation the other day with a furniture delivery and I had told this dude, huh, things before he even came and yet still he failed at it and he was so shocked that I was not going to tear him apart and I wanted to because stupidity really pricks me <laughs> but then I thought you know what my reaction my walk my walk my 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 talk and my walk are gonna have to be it through people's actions, I kept thinking Colossians 3.13, make room, make room, make room. You know, you have to keep, you might have to say it, make room, make room, make room, and breathe. Um, but I realized, why do that? Why put that tone in my, in my day? Why put that tone in, in his day and just learn to let it go? It's hard, but, it, but it's doable. Maddie, can I see someone wrote something a little bit higher? Uh, right there. Oh, Bethany Hooker. Is it a critical spirit if I'm thinking of several people who need to watch this? <laughs> it, it's true, Bethany. It is a crafty, crafty uh, spirit that sneaks up on you. That's why every day I encourage you, take a look at what you're doing, what you're saying, and and it becomes, it becomes a way of life, but we're going to cut it out in the name of Jesus. I love you, Faith. I love you, Mary Beth and Bethany and everyone that stuck and watched with me. Um, you know, not every time I jump on here, I'm going to be like, Aah! you know, even though I have that in me at times 
with uh, the enemy, he upsets me, and I'll be critical about his butt all day long. Uh, but um, but sometimes there's just basic stuff that we need to talk at and 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 clean out and make sure we're keeping our house in order. Our house right here, the temple. Make sure we're keeping our temple in order because we're not going to go higher. We're not going to be victorious. I could wear this sweatshirt all day long, but if I don't keep my temple clean and I don't keep my temple in check, then it's going to get dirty. It's going to get cluttered and it's not going to grow properly. And so that's what I like to do with you guys. So I appreciate you taking this hour with me. I love you guys. I will be back on Friday at two o'clock for giveaways and um, maybe, maybe more trivia. Maybe I'll do trivia again. I, were you gone, Maddie? No. No. Not when, when Miss Jenya was here. You just didn't come with me. Yeah, so we did trivia. And Bethany Hooker won. So she had asked. Maddie, Maddie uh, is um, working the broadcast today. And uh, so Bethany, the week before, asked for trivia because she goes, I'm not winning these giveaways Leslie says Bethany can't play. I love you, Grace Huffton. Grace Huffton, Grace Huffton. You are the best. I love my Grace Huffton. I'm going to make a song about Grace Huffton. Maddie's saying, hello, Grace. She literally is the bomb.com. But Bethany, Maddie, Bethany goes, I want trivia back because I never win the Friday giveaways. Right? So then, listen, listen, listen to this. She wins six out of the ten. I'm telling you all right now. She wins six out of the ten trivia and giveaways that Friday. She won six out of the ten and giveaways. That was like the best. It was the best. I love it because she wanted trivia because she was like, I want to win something. I'm not winning giveaways. And she goes and wins. She said, hi, Maddie. And uh, she goes and wins everything. She like came and cleaned house. Bethany comes. She comes in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Was it only five? Was it only five? Oh man. All right. Well, I love you guys and she did deserve it. You all deserve it. You guys are awesome. You guys seriously are awesome. I can't wait because um, in uh, Christmas time, we'll have Jenna back for our Christmas party. Hey, we'll see if she's gonna do the worm again. I don't know. She might have some new moves. Uh, but I love you guys, and I'll see you on Friday. Have a good rest of your week, and I'll see you in a couple days.